Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host. Great to be with you today as we begin Memorial Day weekend. I hope that you've got some plans and some things to do. I know there's a lot going on and it is a a challenging time, but I think that it's important that we take some time to get away with our families. Maybe with all that's going on, we thank God that we have our loved ones around us. We thank God for the loved ones who have passed away. In particular, we take some time to acknowledge those who have given their life for our country. And uh, in the second hour yesterday, we took some calls uh, honoring people that you know who have given their life for our country or who have served the military and passed away. And we'd like to do that this hour today, open line Friday, of course, we'll change the subject and talk about what you want. But in this hour, I'd love to hear your phone calls and your stories. And if you didn't get in yesterday, we had so many calls. I know that a lot of you we didn't get to. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. That's triple eight LA Talks. You can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. If you just want to call and uh, mention the name of somebody who has served, who has died in service to the United States, um, give me a call. You can just tell me their name, and um, you can also tell a story if you've got a good family story or a story of a friend, maybe somebody that you even served with and you would like to honor them for Memorial Day weekend. Let's do that today. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Uh, I hope that you have some plans. It's a important thing, I think, to take this, this kind of a holiday and make sure that you take the break. Don't ignore what the holiday is about. But part of what it's about is that we have the freedom to gather publicly, that we have the freedom to go to parks, we have the freedom to go to the beach, this might be the first weekend you've been to the beach in a long time. It's warming up out there. Hopefully it'll be kind of nice. Sometimes the beach is so crowded you, you don't make it, but you can give it a try. Maybe you go to the zoo. Maybe you go to uh, some other park. Maybe you just stay at home and have a pool party or a barbecue with friends, which I think is the best. My favorite thing to do on Memorial Day weekend is get together with some good friends, have a barbecue, and just spend time together. And I think that that in, is a big part of actually respecting what people have done for you. And at the same time, you really do need to take some moment of your day and acknowledge those people who have served, who have sacrificed themselves for your freedom. And if you'd like to do that today on our program, give me a call right now, 888-528-2557. That's the number. And if you would like to mention the name of a relative or a friend, close family member, somebody that you knew well, who served in our armed forces and has passed away. We're going to remember them on Memorial Day on Monday. And so give me a call. You can do that right now on the air, 888-528-2557. You can also email me a story if you can't get to your phones right now. You're still at work and don't really feel like you can do that. That's fine. Give me an email, SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. You know, um, I learned that there is something important to do on Memorial Day um, that I didn't know about before. And maybe you heard about this from our program yesterday. Maybe you knew about this already, but I'll bet that maybe you didn't. That actually at three o'clock on Memorial Day, it's actually the law that everybody is supposed to stop and give a minute of reflection for those who have passed away. It's called the National Moment of Remembrance. It's Public Law 106-579. It's, it's to be practiced practiced by all Americans throughout the nation at 3 p.m. local time on Memorial Day. 
And uh, what you're supposed to do is pause whatever it is that you are doing and just be quiet for a moment. I think that we should take that moment and say a prayer, take that moment to remember those people who have served. And I know for a lot of you, Memorial Day is a harder day when it comes to the barbecues and the pool parties and all of those things because you've lost somebody dear to you recently. And, you know, we honor you and your sacrifice. We know that the families go through uh, just tremendous pain. And something I think that everybody should do this weekend, if you can, is go to one of our national cemeteries and actually step into the national cemetery. You'll notice that they are full of people. They are packed full of people. And most of the people there are there to remember a loved one. And in some cases, the loved one has been gone a long time. Maybe they served in World War II, maybe Korea or Vietnam. But there are people there who are still very much grieving their loved ones who have passed away more recently. And it's important, I think, to go and be there to support those families who Memorial Day is a a particularly difficult day. Support them, but also know that those who have given their lives they did that for our freedom. They did that so that we could have the pool parties, the day off, the barbecues, the other things. But make sure that you do something to acknowledge uh, this holiday. I take my boys over to uh, a national cemetery. It's right by our house. And there are several different places. If you just Google it, Los Angeles Memorial Cemetery, Riverside National Cemetery, uh, Los Angeles National Cemetery, I should say. Uh, if you're in San Diego, Fort Rosecrans, it's unbelievably beautiful right on the peninsula and the ocean. And uh, Miramar is the newest national cemetery. Miramar uh, in San Diego, Miramar National Cemetery, opened just a few years ago. And there are so many people in there now. I did the, as a pastor, I did the 11th service there when it was first opened. And um, it was just one little spot and that was not too long ago, four or five years ago, maybe, maybe six years ago, I think it opened up. And it is just filling up so quickly because there's a lot of people who served in World War II and uh, Korea, Vietnam, passing away very quickly. And I take my boys over there and we go visit a couple of, of markers for people that we knew. A good friend of mine is in there. He didn't die in the service, but he served his country uh, bravely. He died too young. Uh, just of other causes, and we spend that time, and we I bring flags. You can bring a little flag and, and place it in there. Some cemeteries will provide those for you. Sometimes you just got to go to you know Walmart or somewhere and pick some up and, uh, and do it. Uh, sometimes there's a wreath that is laid down. There's different, different things that happen. But, you know, if you haven't thought about ever doing that before, it's worth it. Uh, it's worth it just to take a little bit more than just even the one minute out of your day and really recognize that you have freedoms that you have. And I know we're worried about our freedoms and we struggle with uh, freedom and there's a lot of issues, a a lot of concern in our world today, in our country today about our freedoms. But you know what? Still, we have great freedoms and we have ideals. We have ideals that we are to live up to. And we have made changes in different times of our history to make those ideals more attainable. And in some ways, we are still struggling in those areas, but we have a place to shoot for. We have 
an opportunity as a country, I think, right now in the turmoil, the turmoil that we're feeling because of what happened in Texas this week. We'll talk about that a little bit more in the next hour. But just, I think, in general, the lack of direction that we feel like we have in the country. There is a poll out that says Americans today feel at the, the greatest moment in years, decades, of wrong track, meaning that we're headed in the wrong direction. That's what most people, by huge numbers, believe in the United States right now. And that causes us a lot of concern and things like that for our country. But you know what is, uh, number one, I think that our country can turn around. I really believe that. But secondly, whether it can or it cannot, as believers, as Christians, our, our hope is in Jesus ultimately. And as great as our country has been or can be or that we hope it will be one day, it's never going to be the kingdom of God. It is never going to be as great as it will be one day when we are with Jesus in his kingdom. And in fact, if you want to make America great, the best way to do that is to serve people the way Jesus would serve people. The best way that we can improve our country, the best way that we can celebrate freedom is to love each other, is to not just love each other in words or in ideals or in Twitter hashtags or uh, those kinds of things, but actually get out there and put your arms around people and listen. And people, you know, who might be different from you, different from a ethnic background or different economic background or come from a different part of the country, have different family histories. You know, we come at this from a whole lot of different directions. And yet this American experiment for more than 200 years, we're coming up on 250 years. What is it, 2026 uh, will be the 250th anniversary of the United States. We're a young country, but in many ways we're, we're actually pretty old now under the same constitution. You know, France is an old country. You know, France, if you take it all the way back, it's, it's you know, a thousand years old or something like that. But actually, France has had 40 different constitutions. They're only, uh, they're only about 70 years old, I think, in their current constitution. They keep changing all the time. And even old countries that are around, they've changed a lot. The United States has changed, but we've maintained the same constitution. Part of it is because we can make amendments and make changes. Part of it is because we go back to it with our ideals when we can. And whenever we've made wrong decisions, we have the ability to to right them, which is difficult to do in most systems of government. In our system, it's still difficult, but not impossible. can be done. So this is an opportunity to share your story. Do you have a family member, somebody that you want to honor? Give me a call, 888-528-2557. We'd love to hear your story. Even just the name of somebody who served in the military who has passed away, and particularly if they have sacrificed much. Yesterday, we heard a lot of great stories uh, of what people did, and we'd love to hear your stories today, 888-528-2557. It's also Open Line Friday. I'd like to do that on Fridays because I'd like to hear what is on your mind. You might be thinking about something else. There's a lot of stories, a lot of different things to talk about, and Friday is our day together as a KKLA family, KPRZ family, to talk about what's on our hearts. And we'll take some subjects. We're going to talk about Memorial Day some in this this part of the hour. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on in Texas in the next hour some. But if there's something else that's on your heart you want to talk about, today's the day. 888-528-2557 will change the subject for you. Uh, so you can give a call if you'd like to do that. Anyway, I was saying I, was, I bring my boys... Uh, my boys are now 10 and 13. So I've been doing this for a long time, uh, a lot of years. 
And when they were little boys, they didn't get it at all. You know, why are we doing this, Dad? And really until uh, a little while ago, they, they didn't quite get it. Um, but now they're beginning to get it, especially James, my, my older son. He's beginning to, to see it. He's beginning to realize that many of the people that you meet there, uh, this is very personal to them. In our family, you know, we, I mentioned that we haven't had anybody serve in wars for quite a while. Uh, I got to go back to the Civil War, at least in a direct line of my family. I've got people who are nieces and nephews and cousins, lots of people serving if I look at it that way, and lots of people who have served, and we're, we're proud of them, but they're a little bit removed, so we don't know them so well. But um, we go and we celebrate uh, the people who, even though we don't know who they are in most of those cases, we know that they gave their life for us. And uh, I highly encourage it. If you can't go on Monday, go sometime this weekend to your local national cemetery and take some time to do that. Uh, Teach your kids about sacrifice. Teach your kids. It's an opportunity to teach your kids that it's about uh, something else, that life isn't about us, that it's about sacrificing for others. And you don't always give your life, obviously, for that, but we should be giving up a lot. And when you talk about freedom, it gives you the opportunity to talk about how freedom isn't free and how freedom has sadly always cost the blood of of others. And in our own faith, freedom has cost the blood of Christ. That's how we have freedom. Sometimes people ask, why did Jesus have to die? Why was it so violent? Why was this, this terrible thing done to him? Why couldn't God just say, hey, you know what? I forgive you. Everybody come on up to the big house. And the reason for that is justice. The reason for that is that there has been so much wrong that was done in the fall and with the sin that that has to be paid back. And the, the cosmic laws of, the, of creation, the cosmic laws of who God is and his character say that there has to be justice. You can have mercy and you need it. That's part of justice. And you need to have compassion and grace. Grace is unmerited favor. But how do you play out that grace for other people? When you're giving somebody grace, unmerited favor, you're doing something for them that they do not deserve. And in fact, a lot of the time you're doing something for them and they deserve the opposite. And that's the idea of who we are. We deserve the opposite. We deserve everlasting separation from God. Now, that's not me saying that. That's what the scriptures teach. That is the nature of who God is and his holiness. We can't approach him unless somebody pays the penalty for our sin. And the wages of sin is death. And we all, we all die, but we've sinned. We, can only, we only pay that through our own death, and we don't even cover it through our own death. Jesus came, and he lived a perfect life, a perfect life that you can't live, perfect life that I can't live. Jesus came, and he died in our place. The reason he had to die is because somebody has to pay the bill. And justice demands that blood be shed, that death would happen. This is how it works. Why? Well, you know, I don't know why in a lot of those reasons, except that I, I understand that. I understand that justice demands some kind of payment. In our society, we have that. You might have to go to prison. You might suffer the death penalty in some states if it is that kind of capital crime. You might uh, just have to go pay a parking ticket, and but you've got to pay somehow. And in our system, our system usually gets it right, but it doesn't always get it right. Sometimes there's injustice in the system itself. And so even those imposing justice are fallen. 
and have to pay the penalty. Who pays for all of that? The only way to pay for it is perfection. And Jesus is that perfect one who gives of himself. He can afford to pay for the sins of you and me. And I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but the sins that you're struggling with in your life right now, Jesus already died for those. If you are thinking to yourself, I don't deserve forgiveness. One person that I was, a roommate I had who came to Christ while we were living together, and I shared the gospel with him and I teach him about Jesus. And he very quickly came to a point where he understood that Jesus died for him, but he rejected Christ based on the notion that he didn't deserve it. That's what he said. And it took him a long time to finally accept the notion of grace, to accept that somebody would actually give of himself for him. Uh, He's a missionary today, by the way, and he's been to some of the most dangerous parts of the world. And it took him a long time to accept the forgiveness of Christ. What he finally came to understand was that Jesus died for him, that Jesus gave up his life And once he finally realized that and accepted it, he had great freedom. He was so burdened by his sin, by things that he had done in the past. And then one day he realized that Jesus knew about all of that when he went to the cross. And he died for him anyway. Whatever might be holding you back, know that Jesus died for you anyway. Whatever thing you've got in your life where you feel like, uh, God wouldn't love me because I'm this or I've done that. You know, Jesus died for that. What he wants you to do is trust him. He wants you to receive his grace and his mercy, which is for free, but then trust him and live your life for him. Change your life, repent, turn to him. You live in freedom. And don't think that it's something that there wasn't great cost for. It's free to you, but great cost to God who gave up his son whose son died for you. That's a message that you can actually draw pretty well from Memorial Day when we're talking about those who have given their blood and their life for you and me. 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is that is on your mind. And one of the things that I'm asking for this hour is if you have a story to tell, a relative or a friend, and you'd like to acknowledge them, uh, on the radio for Memorial Day, somebody who served in the armed forces and passed away, give me a call. You can mention their name on the air. Tell us a story that matters of how they sacrificed for our country, and we'd love to hear your story as we acknowledge them on this Memorial Day weekend. 888-528-2557 is the phone number, 888-528-2557. If you happen to go to um, one of the national cemeteries, or maybe you go visit somebody that you know who is buried in a private cemetery. You don't have to be buried in a, in a national cemetery uh, if you served. You might notice the, the coins. You ever see the coins that are on the tombstones? For a long time, I wondered, what is that? And uh, what it is, is each coin has a meaning, and you can participate in this if you want to. Um, I've got some coins ready to participate in it this year. The coins in, in typically, depends on what cemetery you go to, but typically you have kind of the standard white stone that is, you know, I don't know, it's two and a half feet high or something like that, and it's curved on top, maybe, maybe three feet. And you'll see on top of the stone um, coins. And here's why they're there. If you go and if you are just there to pay respects, but you don't know, you're just a visitor, you don't really know that person, you can leave a penny there. And 
if you see a penny there, it means that somebody came and visited that grave, but it's not somebody connected to that person other than they are a, a visitor. If you see a nickel, it means that you trained at boot camp with that veteran, with that person, that you, you trained at boot camp with them. You know, boot camp, you, you bond. I didn't, I didn't serve, but I have actually done some work at uh, boot camp in San Diego for the United States Marine Corps, and I've met a lot of uh, new recruits and I've been to the graduations that are amazing. You know, when you finally have that great accomplishment of finishing boot camp and you survived, and uh, now you're you're going on to be a marine, it's a it's a great celebration. Uh, you bond with those people that you are in boot camp with. You remember them. You remember them for life. A nickel means you trained at boot camp. A dime means that you served with a veteran in some capacity outside of boot camp. But a quarter is the ultimate meaning. If you see quarter, it means that you were there whenever that veteran died. And so that's another thing to to recognize if you happen to go this Memorial Day to a national cemetery. So I encourage you to do that. Make the plan. Go in the morning. Get it done. And uh, bring your kids. It's, an, it's a great teaching opportunity, a great way to respect one another. All right, I'm going to take a break. It's Open Line Friday. If you want to call for anything that might be on your mind, the number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. You can call about anything you want on Open Line Friday, but you also can call because it's Memorial Day weekend and tell us about somebody you served with, somebody in your family who served, somebody who you will personally be acknowledging this Memorial Day weekend. We'd love to hear their name and hear their story and honor them with you. Give me a call right now, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Memorial Day weekend. Many of you I know are already on the road taking some vacation. Are you going on vacation this year for many people taking the weekend to go somewhere, actually? Maybe the first time in a couple of years you've done that. And uh, maybe the gas prices are keeping you home, but uh, maybe they're not. I heard a guy on the radio earlier today. He said, uh, you know what? It cost me $130 to fill up my tank, but we are getting out of town. And, he, you know, he just felt like he's been... You could hear it in his voice. He and his family have been cooped up for two years. Um, that's what he said, and that's the first time they're really going to do anything. So uh, I hope that you've got some kind of plan, whether that plan is to actually go somewhere or to have some kind of gathering with family or friends. Maybe the plan is to clean out the garage, or maybe the plan is just to take a nap. There are so many things you can do on a three-day weekend. I hope that your plans are good, but I also hope that you take some time to acknowledge our uh, veterans who have passed away, particularly those who gave their life in service to our country. That's what Memorial Day is for. And on 3 o'clock on Memorial Day, right as you tune into this show, you take a break. You take a minute to acknowledge those people. That's actually the law. And I hope that you spend some time uh, doing that, whether you do that at 3 or you do that at some other time. 888-528-2557 is the number. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. So if you want to change the subject, you can call up on Fridays. And I'm still a host. I get to determine, hey, is this, you know, can we do it? But most of the time, we'll go with what you want to talk about, 888-528-2557. I also want to encourage you to give us a call and acknowledge somebody in your life who is a veteran who has passed away, somebody who has served in our armed forces, somebody who has passed away that you want to acknowledge somebody who you will be 
remembering this weekend on Memorial Day. You can just call and just tell me their name if that's what you want to do, or if you have a story to tell. We love to hear stories. The number is 888-528-2557, The uh, If you want to read some stories, lots of people do post their stories online. The, the World War II National Museum um, actually puts a lot of stories out there. And there's some that are are pretty moving, and um, I think you'll like them. Private Private George Watson says, On the morning of March 8, 1943, Private George Watson was aboard the Dutch steamers Jacob, which was moored at at, uh, Porlock Harbor and the island of New Guinea. Watson was far from home. The Birmingham, Alabama native graduated from the Colorado Agricultural and Mechanical College in 1942 and entered the U.S. Army via the draft at the age of 28. You know, in World War II, I think they drafted people almost all the way up to 50, 50 years old. Uh, He was assigned to the 29th Quartermaster Regiment, 2nd Battalion, which deployed to the Pacific Theater shortly after Watson finished training. He worked in logistics. On that fateful March morning, Japanese bombers rained fire upon uh, the Jacobs uh, ship, catching the Americans off guard. The ship was abandoned with many of its crew members jumping overboard in a last-ditch attempt to survive the onslaught. Private Watson was among them, and though he did not leave the ship to save his own life, according to his Medal of Honor citation, it says, instead of seeking to save himself, Watson remained in the water assisting several soldiers who could not swim to reach the safety of the raft. Watson saved the lives of several comrades. Exhausted from his heroic efforts, Watson drowned that day. His actions earned him the Army's second highest award, the Distinguished Service Cross. Watson was the first African-American to receive the decoration in World War II, and in 1997, Watson was one of seven African-Americans awarded the Medal of Honor by President Bill Clinton. Up until that point, um, there had been no African-Americans receiving the Medal of Honor in the years immediately after the war anyway. So, uh, he was given that award, and it's a great story of of sacrifice for uh, your your brothers. Uh, back then, there would have been just brothers and no sisters, I think, on the on the boats with you. And uh, it's a great story. Many of you have those stories. If you want to share those stories, give me a call right now, 888-528-2557, 888 from El Monte, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, hi. Um, I just want to say my husband was a veteran, and he uh, fought in the Vietnam War, and he died May 28, 2018. Not not from the war, but of course. Yeah. Um, but he was he died on Memorial Day, which he was very oh, he proud did. of being a Marine, and I thought it was ironic that he died on Memorial Day. So it was kind of fitting yeah. for him. Um, you know, that he died on that day. So I just wanted to say that and, you know, that I will be going to his, you know, grave site tomorrow to mm. visit him. And, um, I, you know, also I just wanted to say that he cared about the orphans, all the children, you know, that were orphans over there. And, yeah, um, which is a and, lot. Yes, and I also wanted this is another comment, all you know, regarding the Texas shooting and all that. I just feel like we should, we as Christians, should set aside a day of fasting and prayer for the young adults because so many of them 
so, so many, including my son, have problems. They are all kind of um, lost, mm. and they need help. They need uh, our intercessory, intercessory prayer because they're... The, um, the the young adults, I'm talking about the ages from 18 all the way up to 30 or 40, <laughs> many of them need prayer, you know, yeah. and and it, it's sad what happened. You know, they, they, these people, who these kids who shot all these kids, they, they weren't in their right mind, and I just think we need to pray for all of them. Anyway, how, those are my two comments. Hey, Eugene, how old so, is your son? How old is your son? He's 23. He's twenty three. Yep, it's uh, yeah. it it's hard. You know what? It's um something I like to say. That I think is true. Is I I think we do have a sense that we need to be penitent as a country. And our young people know this, but we don't know which direction to go. And most of the advice is terrible. And uh, mm-hmm. so we we do need to pray. Can I pray for your son? Yes, yes, he, he needs it. Yeah. Um, I'll, uh, I, I think that, that that they're just they need prayer. They need fasting. We need to, because a lot of them have left the church and they're angry. You know, my son was hurt when his dad died, and mm. his girlfriend left him on the same day. And a lot of uh, young men they don't know how to grieve. You know, they don't yeah. want to cry or anything, and so they're hurting so badly. And yeah. we don't know how to reach them because you know they're macho. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, well, we we and, haven't. Uh, uh, we haven't learned how to grieve or lament. You know, there's different reasons, uh, and we're seeing that with a lot of what's happening in Texas that, you know, it's still a little bit early um, for a lot of the conversations that we're trying to have. Well, next hour we're going to talk about that a little bit and how it's just kind of getting out of control, and part of it is because we need to stop and grieve first, and then we can get mad about whatever went right or didn't go right or try to figure out how to fix it. I'm going to just pray for your son, Gene, uh, real quick. Um, while I have you here, and for other young adults, as you asked uh, us to do. God, we, we're thinking of those people, everybody, we know people who are just struggling right now with, with hurts and with pains, and and we are a people who are forgetting how to process it. Maybe we never learned how to process it. God, I pray for your church that we would look to your scriptures, which has plenty on how to process grief in lament, how to cry out to you, and that we would do that ourselves, that we would be an example in our prayers and our fasting and in our grieving when these terrible things go on, that we would do that not just for our own healing, but also as an example to point others, especially our our young people who haven't seen that example, like Jean's son, people that she knows. Uh, God, I pray for him specifically, that you would heal his heart, that he would be aware of your presence and your love for him and that he would, wherever his heart is, that he would turn to you and fix his eyes on Jesus. And I thank you for Jean and her concern for all young adults and people in our country and the need for the church to pray, the need for the church to pray for each other and to be an example and to lead through these things. We have such a need in our country, Lord. Help us to show that uh, brightly and direct people to Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Gene, for your call, for calling Southern California Live. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557. If you want to give us a call, it's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about uh, whatever it is you want to talk about, 888-528-2557. And since it's Memorial Day weekend, I'm encouraging people to call and tell stories about 
uh, veterans in your life who have passed away, people that you know who gave their life for this country. Maybe they uh, survived the wars that they were in and uh, or the battles that they were in or uh, their time in the service but have since passed away. We want to remember them this weekend. That's what it is for, uh, along with having our vacations and our barbecues and the things that we can do in freedom. It is so great that we can do that. And we want to say thank you. We want to acknowledge those people. And we also want to have a good time because they would want us to have a good time, that they did not die in vain. They died for our freedom and to push that forward. 888 L, uh, L.A. Talks is an easy way to remember it, 888 L.A. Talks. The number is 888-528-2557. And also, if you are unable to uh, call in, you can email me, SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Uh, let's go to Keone in Huntington Beach. Do I have your name right, Keone? Yeah, that's right. Keone, how you doing? I'm doing fine. What are you up to, uh, Keone? Scott? Yeah, this is Scott. Oh, awesome, man. I've, I've been following your program for so long, brother. It's so great to great to finally uh, be able to talk to you, man. Oh, well, thank uh, you. I'm Thanks for calling. Traffic. Absolutely, absolutely. I look forward to Friday just to hear what, uh, you know, what, what the Lord brings to people's hearts to share with everybody. And uh, um, I just wanted to share a little bit um uh, about what's going on with me and my life, and I just would love for you to just pray, uh, pray for me. Um, I am, I have been a musician for a long time. Um, I've been singing secular music for close to 20 years. Um, but God's always been the forefront of my, of my heart. Uh, I sang in church growing up, and my head got big by all the people telling me I was so good when I was young, and I, I veered away from Christ. Uh, at least singing in the church, but he never left my heart, uh, and he's always guided my path. And um, so I have a, uh, I have a, an album, my very first single that I'm releasing on all major platforms uh, on June the 3rd, and I just thought, um, I just had a tug in on my heart today, and I was like, you know what, uh, give Scott a call, have him pray over uh, over this project, because it's, uh, where we're at in, in this world is, uh, it's just, it's very tough. Um, it's very tough to raise children. It's very tough to, you know, to go to work every day not knowing if you're going to see your family anymore. Yeah. And uh, these uncertainties um, are just very uh, daunting. You know, they, they take a toll on all of us. So um, I just wanted to, to call in and, and give some encouragement. I, this project that I've got going, uh, I really believe it's going to lead our young people, hopefully, um, back to Christ and, you know, strengthen some of our walk uh, as recording this project um, has for me. Uh, and so I just uh, I just wanted to call and share, you know, share this uh, yeah. with you and hopefully the listeners. Um, and so the, the, name of, the name of the song, uh, it's a single, it's called Love Him Till I'm Out of Here, Loving Christ Until He Calls Me Home. Um, and it's just, uh, it's, it's just my testimony. Um, from my walk of life, from my taste in music, um, to hopefully bridge some gaps to the generations. Um, and I, I just really felt like the tug, tugging was on my soul today to, to finally uh, have the courage to reach out and, and talk to you um, and just ask for a special prayer uh, over this project to, uh, 
to do and advance God's kingdom. Yeah. Well, I gotta go. Uh, let me let me pray for you because I gotta go to a break. So let me pray for you. And uh, Keone, why don't you send me a link to your song um, at uh, SoCalLive at KKLA dot com? I'd love to hear it. Uh, so my email address is SoCalLive at KKLA dot com. Let me pray for you, Keone, and then I'm gonna go to a break and get to the other calls. God, I thank you for Keone. I thank you that you've drawn him back to you. I pray that you use his testimony, the song the music that he plays, his story to help so many others like him who maybe they drifted away, they grew up in church, they have testimony with the Lord. I pray, Lord, that you, this burden that you put on his heart, that you would keep him humble, which is what he needs and we all need, but that you would use his gifts that you've given him, that he'd be using his gifts to glorify you, to share his story with others. We thank you for his calling uh, today and for his um, his song, we pray, Lord, that it would be successful, giving you glory in every way possible. We thank you for Keone in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everybody. Thank you, Keone, for calling. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. The number is 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. We'll talk about whatever or whatever you'd like, or I'm asking you to call up and tell me about the veteran who you will be honoring this weekend, 888-528-2557. This is the Friday edition of SoCal Live. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host. Good to be with you on this Memorial Day weekend. I hope that you got some good plans. I hope that you're listening while you're on the road to wherever you're going. Maybe you're going home from work early. Maybe you're leaving town. Maybe you're just driving across town. But I hope that you have some good plans, especially after the COVID and a couple of years of not really being able to have great plans uh, for most of us in Southern California. Anyway, today we are, it's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. This hour, I'm asking you to give us a call and Share your story about a veteran in your family, somebody who you will be acknowledging this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. The number is 888 Let's go to Rachel in Santa Clarita. Rachel, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, thank you. Um, yeah, I just wanted to do a shout out to my dad who served in the 25th Division in World War II. And um, his name's Armando Castillo. He did pass away um, some years ago from lung cancer. But I do want to say that I'm really thankful and grateful that the Lord protected him through his um, tour and the battle and, you know, protected his heart and his mind. And he did accept the Lord Jesus Christ um, when he was battling cancer. So I'm grateful that I will see him again. And I just wanted to honor him this Memorial Weekend. Well, thank you for doing that. His name was Armando Castillo? Yes. All right. Well, and uh, he was your dad. So we're grateful for him and his sacrifice. Thank you very much for calling, Rachel, and uh, and doing that with us today. This is Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. If you would like to call and honor a loved one or friend or family member who served in our armed forces and you plan to acknowledge them and remember them this weekend, give me a call, 888-528-2557. Uh, Memorial Day, it's it's relatively old as far as the observances, although we didn't actually have it as a national holiday right away. But it started uh, way back on May. Uh, most people think it started in May of 1868. 
So shortly after the Civil War, people just kind of started naturally gathering in the spring to remember uh, those who had died. The war was, you know, as you can imagine, just incredibly tragic. 625,000 Americans died in the war. Um, but if you take that number and you adjust per capita for modern day, it would be like 4 million people today. And that's how many would have died if that were to happen today in the United States. That's enormous. Imagine the memorial that would be built with all those names on the wall, 4 million names. Um, that would be significant. And one of the first, it was called Decoration Day. It was a time for the nation to decorate the graves of the war dead. So that's where some of the tradition comes from. So it goes all the way back uh, to right after the Civil War. Uh, Major General John A. Logan declared it should be May 30th, although different states and different regions did it on different weekends, but usually in the spring. That's when the flowers were blooming and the snow was melting and you could actually get out there and and do it. That was really important. The first large observance was held at Arlington National Cemetery which is across the Potomac from Washington, D.C. If you've ever been there and you go to Arlington National, it is right across the river and you go up this hill and it's it's just enormous today, many, many acres today. It was tiny then. An interesting tidbit about it is that it's actually on land that was owned by Robert E. Lee, the, the Confederate general, Robert E. Lee and his family. I don't think there's, there's some, con, there's some uh, controversy about why this land was ultimately picked for a cemetery. It was picked, it was seized by the the Northern, the Union armies during the war because it's on top of a hill and it was a great place to make sure you're defending Washington, D.C. Okay, so that was, it was an important strategic place. That's why they seized it originally. But as the story goes, once the war was over, people uh, on the North, some of them were so upset at the, the Lee family, they decided, you know what, your house is where we're going to bury our dead. And that's where Arlington National Cemetery began. Actually, the property at one point was owned by uh, George Washington's adopted grandson and who married into the Lee family. Um, and then it was in, uh, you know, what do they call it? I want to say probate. I don't know if they had that word back then, but it was, you know, it was owned by the Lee family, but it was uh, not being lived in at the time because of certain deaths. And, you know, it took people a while to get around to that. Uh, I always think that's an interesting story. If you go there, that house is still there, and there's some interesting things to see there. If you ever go to Washington, D.C., certain things not to miss, Arlington National Cemetery. And the the celebrations or the the gatherings, I should say, the ceremonies for Decoration Day begin to get so large that they started to build the amphitheaters. And at first, the national cemeteries were there not as, you know, necessarily a place to honor our veterans, but as a a place to bury veterans. It was an honor to be buried there, but you were buried there because you were too poor to be buried anywhere else. Like most of the time in our history, you know, most of the people who serve are are not coming from wealthy families or people with land. And uh, because most people just don't have that. And uh, but it became a place of great honor. And now anybody would like to be buried there, typically. Uh, not all the time. I know some of you have loved ones who are in family plots in, in different places here and there. I, once again, encourage you this weekend to go to a national cemetery near you, Los Angeles National, uh, Riverside National, Miramar National, uh, Fort Rosecrans in San Diego, lots of places to go. Make sure that you take some time this weekend to do something to acknowledge those who have served our country. And there's a lot of great lessons, a lot of great stories that you can tell. And maybe you have some in your family. 
that you want to tell, go ahead and do that. Teach your kids. The biggest thing I think is to teach them that freedom is not free and it has to be fought for. You know, uh, it is not something that Ronald Reagan once said something to the effect of it doesn't pass through our DNA. Uh, it's, we are only one generation away from losing it. And isn't that the truth? And this is an opportunity for us to remember that. And as believers, there's an opportunity to have a gospel conversation because our freedom in Christ, our spiritual freedom, that wasn't free either. That was something that cost God dearly. It cost him his son, Jesus Christ, who lived the perfect life for you and me so that we can have hope, so that death is not the final, not the final thing, but only a transition into everlasting life for all who believe. It's an interesting thing about death. Scriptures will tell us that death no longer has victory, that there's no more sting. And yet we fear death so much and we we grieve and we're grieving as a country right now because of such unnecessary, gross, evil acts that lead to, to death. Our hope is in Christ because when we hope in Christ, when we believe, when we receive the gift of salvation from Christ, when we believe that he died for our sins, that we're a sinner, that we need forgiveness and grace, that the only place to get it is from Jesus, when we accept that in our heart and we follow Jesus, what happens is is one day your hope is this, you're going to die one day and you will follow Jesus right through the hole he punched in death out of the grave into everlasting life forever. That's the hope that we have in Christ. That's the hope to get us to carry on when we are dealing with sadness, when we are dealing with the things that we're dealing with in the news today, and even as we remember those who have passed away before us, death has been defeated by Christ. And if you're somebody who is afraid of death, maybe you've been afraid of the COVID, afraid of different things, put your faith in Christ. Now's the time to renew that and to look at this world who is so afraid, so angry, so frustrated with good reason. We can give people the direction to fix their eyes on Jesus to fix our eyes on him. He is our hope. He is our salvation. Memorial Day gives you an opportunity to think about those who have died for you in this country, but then think about the Savior who died for you for your spiritual freedom. It's a great opportunity to have that conversation with maybe people you know who don't know Jesus, who will understand that a little bit better when you use this analogy. You're listening to Southern California Live. When we get back, we'll continue with Open Line Friday. Anything you want to talk about, 888-528-2557. We'll talk about the news a little bit today. And whatever it is you want to talk about, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. 